Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you. Last week we, uh, of course, celebrated the Garda Youth Awards that saw not only local but national success. How important are these awards, do you think? I think those National Youth Awards uh, are very important from a Garda perspective. Um, it's an opportunity for Garda Síochána, I suppose, to, to celebrate and, and recognise these young people uh, in such an, a, a positive manner. Um, we're very impressed. We've been running it for the last number of years uh, in Wexford and other, other places. And we're very impressed by the standard of the young people. Um, they're so giving of themselves, so selflessly in a lot of cases. And some young people who have prevailed in testing circumstances. So I think it's important that they're, they're recognised and uh, we're delighted in Garda Síochána to be able to do that. So with that in mind then, what did you make of this year's uh, award winners? Uh, there were a lot of people who, there were so many nominees that you couldn't acknowledge all of them, but you did acknowledge them generally at the presentation. Yeah, so we had over 30 applicants for the awards and they were adjudicated upon by, by a board. And there were 10 winners in, in Wexford. And indeed, two of those Wexford winners uh, were recognised as national winners uh, in the national competition. Uh, so... Uh, COVID allowing, we had a, a restricted event, I suppose, last week. You attended yourself, where we brought the recipients in one by one to receive their award. Uh, and it was nice just to get a, a photograph and that with, with the family. Uh, so, and our two national winners then, they attended an event recently. Uh, so, as I said, we were very impressed by the standard. Uh, we're blown away, really, by the, the young people and, and what they've done in their communities and in their families and helping out and we were delighted to, to present the awards. So many of them were community-driven. For example, the whole area of defibrillation was mentioned, and then the young man who successfully has managed the KeyPak technology to assist him, he's on the autism spectrum. Like they, they're, they're just two examples of the inspirational stories we came across last week. They were, and uh, I suppose they, they were our two national recipients. So Oshin, Oshin Mullet from Ballycarney and Enniscarthy was, was the recipient uh, there, as you've mentioned. And Harry Nolan um, on the defibrillator uh, initiative, and uh, a young man, a CBS student, um, he and member of the Enniscorthy Red Cross, he's come up with an initiative, uh, set it up in 2017, and he's now 14 defibrillators, and it's it's a phone app, and uh, where you require a defibrillator, you can go on the app, it'll it'll uh, tell you where your nearest defibrillator is. And we're looking out at, at the PIN numbers and so on to be able to use those and get instructions. Right. So it's a fabulous initiative and uh, these defibrillators are available in the community. And I suppose it makes it more accessible and uh, raises the awareness of where they are. And meeting Harry the, the other day is a very impressive young man. And yeah. I'd say he'll be, maybe someone will hear of, of more initiatives and someone will hear of again in the future. Now let's uh, move on to the other aspects of, of policing. I mean, you've, you've taken on board the role of Chief Superintendent and you, you are initially from Wexford, Anthony. I am. I'm initially from Wexford. I'm from Killinick and I've lots of family still there in the area and obviously went to school locally and uh, went to school, secondary school in St. Peter's, National School in Meglas involved in GA and that locally so I know Wexford pretty well even though I've spent uh, most of all of my Garda time uh, in Waterford and Port Leash for the last number of years. And have you identified the key areas in your role as Chief Superintendent that you'd like to look at closely? Where, where do you think the emphasis will be on policing here in, in County Wexford? Yeah well in the initial stages I suppose there's a number of, of things that, that I am looking at. Um, 
the amalgamation of Wexford Division and Wicklow Division is something that's, that's taken up time at the moment. Um, and I think the key behind that is that we amalgamate all the capabilities that we have in Wexford and Wicklow. Um, that involves our Garda staff who uh, work so, so hard behind the scenes uh, with us in all the stations. And the idea of um, recruiting additional Garda staff is that the Garda members then are freed up to be out on the street and out investigating and out in the communities. Uh, and our Garda staff do a lot of the administration work and that behind the scenes. Um, I think one of the challenges then is to increase visibility um, and I suppose boots on the ground in communities. I think it provides reassurance uh, to our communities when they do see Gardaí out and about. That was never highlighted so much as during COVID. Um, the amount of feedback, positive feedback we got from communities about our Gardaí uh, conducting checkpoints, uh, providing reassurance in the areas, calling the vulnerable people, delivering medicines and, and food. So certainly it was a realisation of the appreciation our people have. They do want to see guards in the community. They do want to see people on the main streets of our towns, people patrolling the rural areas. And certainly that's a priority of mine to make sure that our Gardaí are out on the street where people want them to be. The pandemic has brought other issues as well, Chief Superintendent, and that is uh, the likes of drug abuse and, of course, domestic violence, etc. And I know, speaking to your colleagues, these are areas that you would like to impress upon people you are, you are there and willing to help in. Yes, and certainly some of those areas you've mentioned did increase uh, during COVID, and COVID brought problems. You know, lockdowns brings isolation. It brings, you know, people can't move from a situation maybe they find themselves in. But certainly if there's anybody that's in that, that type of situation and needs any help, uh, the Gardaí are available um, on a confidential nature or otherwise. And we would encourage anyone who needs any help from Gardaí or indeed any of our other, other agencies to contact ourselves, whether it's drug addiction or domestic violence abuse, uh, it's not only the Garda that are there to help, there's a lot of other agencies that we work with on a daily basis and a call to the Garda station can link, in, link people in with whatever agency they require to give them the help they provide and get them out of that situation uh, they find themselves in. I mean, we link in every Tuesday. In fact, after this piece, we'll be linking in with one of your Garda sergeants from around the districts again. I, I, I know from the reaction of the listeners, there's great comfort in that because you do touch on the key areas. One of the areas people are concerned coming into the winter months is isolation, um, the, the threat of burglary. Um, intimidation is another area as well. Again, important points to raise with you this morning as to how, how you will prioritise them. Yeah, so when it comes to crime and, you know, it touched on some areas that are heading into the serious areas of crime around intimidation, around burglary. Um, we do have a good capability in that. Um, it's spread out at, as we stand across uh, the two divisions. But where something happens uh, of a serious nature in communities, then I will be in the position to pull the people who are most trained and best capable of solving that particular crime, whether it's a fraud, whether it's a burglary, whether it's a serious assault or so on, to do that. Uh, they'll be ably assisted by our frontline people who are out 24-7, uh, visible in communities, conducting patrols, conducting beats, conducting checkpoints. And all that is to ensure that the, the, the people in communities feel safe um, we, we will have as many community guardie as we can. That's both people attached to community policing units in the urban centres and indeed people out in, in, in the sub-district stations, as we call them, uh, out in communities and try to have the doors of those stations open or the, the guardie, the men and women who work in those communities, out meeting the people. And we do encourage all members of the community uh, if there's anything required from from the Gardaí, call to the local station or pick up the phone. 
sometimes it is difficult to talk, and you've mentioned an area like intimidation. Sometimes there is a fear of reporting it in that it may make the matter worse. We would hope that people will come forward to talk to us regardless. If th- that conversation needs to be uh, confidential and disclose things to us that they don't want maybe the person who's causing the intimidation spoken to or called to for fear of making it worse, we would like to be in possession of all the information. And when we're in possession of all the information, then we'll be able to uh, inform these people as to what's the best thing we can do to help. Uh, the community benches that you had during the summer months were a huge success uh, and uh, the community policing initiative is something that has been a huge success. Bit cold for it now. Is, is there any way it could be done in a safe environment bearing that we are in COVID times? Uh, what would you suggest or what would you think about? Yes, the chatting bench certainly a good initiative and got, got great traction and people seem to like it. Um, I suppose though it is weather dependent and recently we had a number of, of planned events around the chatting benches that couldn't go ahead because of, because of weather. But recently, as recent as last week, Thursday and Friday, we set up a, a clinic or we set up a desk uh, in some of the local shopping centres and supermarkets. So we're trying to get little ways where um, we, we replicate the chatting bench um, and offers many opportunities for the people to, to engage with the guards, to seek a bit of advice, get a bit of information report a matter if need be. So our guard stations are always open, our phone lines are on 24-7, but equally you will see us out in, in the community in these community-type engagements, and we do hope that people will engage with us and seek the advice or report a matter where needed. They, these are worrying times, so what is your final message on this Tuesday morning to the listeners to South East Radio's Morning Mix? Well, the, my final message is that Angara Sheikhan are here to help. Um, they're here to help communities. They're here to make people safer. I think really people got a recognition of how much they valued their local guardie during COVID. And when the checkpoint was viewed, it wasn't a fear of a checkpoint. It was almost a reassurance that they're our guardie and they're out here to protect us. And that is what we're about, whether it's COVID times or not COVID times. We're here to help. Uh, we're here to assist. And we will encourage anybody who has any fear around crime, intimidation, drugs, or indeed just visibility in the community to contact ourselves and we'll do the best we can uh, to address that need. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.